Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. We are finally talking about that Last Birds of Prey trailer. The Justice League Dark News that dropped, we're talking about that. Plus, the Batman, we got Green Lantern, Flashpoint, and oh, so much more. Everything. Right after this advertisement that we are powerless to control. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome into DC on Screen episode 579. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, my comely young assistant, Jason Goff. Hello. <laughs> We're the podcast that discusses the DC Comics multiversal film and television, gives honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believes that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show. How you doing, man? Great. What has it been, like 10 days, 10, 15 days? I don't even know Here. how long it's been. But no, it hasn't been that long. No, I think it was the 19th last time we reported, so we're, we're walking over two weeks now. So it was definitely time to get down to all this. Yeah. It was just, I don't I don't even know how that happened. Yeah. Time time passed very quickly. That's how that happened. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, uh, we'll get we'll get cracking on this thing, because we got a lot to go on. Uh, Bring it. Before we start, thank you to the patrons out there for the monetary and, quite frankly, the emotional support. Uh, <laughs> actually, one of our patrons, Eric Leeper, uh, sent us a message on Facebook. I don't know if you read it since you're uh, self-imposed Facebook ex- exile. Mm-hmm. I needed a quick uh, break. Don't we all? <laughs> but uh, but Eric, <laughs> Eric sent me something I think I'm going to hold on to for use in our Arrow Season 8 review. Mm, cool. Uh, I might owe you a dollar worth of pennies, it turns out. Me? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Now I'm super. Eric's been listening. Eric's been listening to our old Arrow reviews, and a bet was made. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. So if you're not into monetary support and you haven't done so yet, I would encourage you to go throw us a review on Apple Podcasts, share with your friends. But you know, only if you like us. It would be weird to support us if you think the show. Yeah, is I mean, it would. It's most effective if if you're actually uh, interested. Yeah. Sure. Of course, you know, I don't know. It might be really progressive in a way. Yeah. Like a new way to a new way to hate something. Eh. Hate it by supporting it. We'd be so much more successful. Mm. I want it. it's, actually, it's, it's 
it's a common it's a common <laughs> method with some some tactics for dealing with bullies actually yeah just uh hate you so much oh man i'm so sorry your parents don't like you yeah oh man if you ever need to talk if you ever yeah. need to talk man I'm, I'm so sorry this must be hard for you i'm gonna punch you in the face ah, it's it I means it's, it's really gonna hurt your hand later I, I apologize in advance yeah yeah i've seen that work <laughs> it kind of does sometimes it does sometimes sometimes they just walk away confused um, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who just All won right. that situation so uh big news some big news dropped a uh, deadline is reporting that Justice League Dark, we've got Bad Robot developing film and television projects based on Justice League Dark. So the Abrams landscape lands fully. No, I don't know about fully because we don't have, like there are no actual deals in place. Okay. Like, except for the fact that Bad Robot is at Warner Brothers. Yeah, they've All got right. a little bit of a deal going on. And then they're developing film and television ideas based on Justice League Dark. Or their or his characters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now they they actually wrote uh, the this deal is all very nascent, and at this point in time, there aren't any specific projects or characters that are being specifically developed out of the franchise. I want to repeat that there aren't any specific projects or characters that are being specifically developed out of the franchise. So all you weirdo assholes out there fighting over who should be playing Zatanna, we don't even know that there's a Zatanna, a Zatanna anything happening. Um, now it's a good <laughs> guess. It's a pretty good guess. We just don't know yet. Because, um, man, JL Dark, Zatanna is such a good fit. But we don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I I love fan casting. It's fun, except for when you get so emotionally wrapped up in your own fan casting that you, like, decide that you're not going to support it unless whoever you wanted is going to be. That's so stupid. Yes, please don't do that. I don't think any of our, oh, I don't think of our listeners are that prone to it. But I don't know. We're all, we're all capable of from time to time. Like, my first instinct when I saw that headline, and uh, I just saw the headline. I really, I'm I'm new. You're telling me a lot of this right now. But mm-hmm. my first instinct was like, man, I want Matt Ryan there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my first instinct, and there are ways to make it happen. But is it the end of the world? No. No, <laughs> it's not. It's just not. Hell, Keanu could play it again. I would be okay. Make it work for me in the story, and we're good. Yeah. I would, I dude, I would watch a team-up movie with the Constantines. Fuck Keanu yes. and Matt, Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, all things are possible through crisis which strengthens us mm-hmm. that's weird kind of true kind of a little bit, bit true <laughs> right <laughs> all right so as they understand it the bad robots head of motion pictures hannah Mighella mm-hmm. and head of television ben stevenson will soon be taking meetings with talent reps and they're writing clients on which characters will get their own projects cool somebody's taking so, meetings there's pitches it's this is early stages yeah, and if you're, you know, as they pointed out in the article, here, here's a list of some of the, the characters you could expect that they might be looking over. Um, John Constantine, as we've as we've discussed. Oh, for sure. Uh, Madame Xanadu. Mm-hmm. Dead Man. Mm-hmm. Shade. Mm-hmm. The Changing Man. Mm-hmm. Satana. Mm-hmm. Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Black Orchid. Sure. <laughs> Andrew Bennett. Frankenstein. Mist, while we're at it. Frankenstein, absolutely. Pandora. Yes. Nightmare Nurse. Yes. Bring uh, it. As I saw someone point out on Twitter, Wonder Woman is currently the head of uh, the Justice League Dark. Yes, she is. uh, Actually, hey y'all. Just a little bit of (laughs) a little bit of pitch for what's going on with that at the moment. Wonder Woman's built from magic, so they've Mm -hmm. they've been taking advantage of that and making her kind of the most powerful conduit through which magic can operate. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I'm not saying that they're definitely going to do this or whatever, but, I mean, Wonder Woman almost made a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah. Oh, Shazam you could go there. didn't with... do too bad, and he's all magic. He's magic. You could do that. I'm always yeah, partial to the devil, because I like his character, and uh, he's like a giant blue-looking dude, and that always appeals to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm into it. We didn't get enough Got of that it swap thing. that big blue dick. Yeah. <laughs> you joke, <laughs> but I'll take it. Phrasing. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's the headline of this episode. Thing. Jason will take a big blue dick, <laughs> a big blue devil dick. Uh huh. Yeah. Does that mean it has horns? Mm. I. Mm, mm, mm. You know, I'm open minded, but I don't think barbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like Double feline bar. style barbing. I don't. I don't think I can be that open minded. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, mm, no. No. They call it the old devil's double barb. It's... No, I, I, I think I would rule that one out uh, before the fact. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of Don't Knock It Till You Try It, but there have to be limits. <laughs> oh. So that new Birds of Prey trailer, huh? Oh, fuck. So good. What part do you want yeah. to go at first? Uh, I All of it. I love it. I, the thing that I, I enjoyed the most out of the trailer, though, was uh, Harley's cocaine bit. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> But I loved seeing Black Mask for real. Actually uh, putting on the mask, like looking truly menacing within the mask, and then still being Ewan McGregor like in, at his uh, most charming in a way mm-hmm. without it. Like I'm really looking forward to his turn on this character. Yeah, I'm down, man. I, I'm just excited about this movie, and I'm a little worried about it, honestly. I mean, the action looks phenomenal. It does. It looks great. The whole thing looks great to me. Um, I am worried about it because they haven't put out tickets yet. It comes out next week. Oh, hell, that is next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's next week. I haven't been able to find... Only one theater in town appears to be playing it so far. Yeah, that'll change. I would assume, I would hope. Um, It's weird. I don't know what's going on. It is super weird. Uh, The runtime has been revealed as uh, 108 minutes. So it's going to be a shorter movie, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I I feel like our bladders are grateful. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be a nice change of pace at this point. We're not spring chickens. Mm-mm. We are well-seasoned chickens, mm-hmm. but that does mean that we have a weakness of bladder to some degree. <laughs> I can't hang in there for three hours uh, like I used to be able to. To Yeah, to be fair, my bladder mostly got weak from me pinching the end of my dick trying to make it through movies. I mean, it was for a good cause. <laughs> Had I known, I would have, you know, walked out during Dreamcatcher to relieve myself because <laughs> that movie was terrible. Yeah. I still, I still maintain that this would be a genuinely marketable product if there was a thing that just told you when you could go. It, it, like, hey, here's a, a two-minute block where you're not going to miss much. Head to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that probably would be a good I thing. would have that app. Yeah. But then that gets incredibly subjective. Like, you, you wind up complaining, like, why did you tell me that? Why did you tell oh, I know, me that? I know. Point? It's not foolproof. I'm just... It would have to be, like, thoroughly vetted. It couldn't be, like, user-operated necessarily because, you know, dickwads would be like, oh, I'm going to screw with these DC guys. And Oh, yeah. Uh, it couldn't be, like, a Google Map situation. That, that wouldn't work. Don't trust the one that says Iron Man rules. Yeah. With a Z. Um. Yeah. <laughs> For the DC movie. We, we know those Zs. You know what? Z's right. replace S's. You've got a dick on your hands. <laughs> or someone big, fell asleep in a, the most cartoonish uh, way possible. A big blue <laughs> double barbed dick. <laughs> Are we just going to like front load this episode with as much phallic content? No, I don't want as to. As possible. I'm not trying to. It's just, 
happening. It's just happen. How it's happening, man. Just, it's just you know, floating with the wind. None of that is written down. I would like to promise that this will move on from that, but I, I can't. I know us. I can't. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm a little worried. I'm a little concerned about the why are why are they, I don't I don't know why, why Regal doesn't have those up yet. Regal doesn't though. Like it says, you know, tickets will be available soon. But it doesn't even have like showtimes listed. Yeah, but you're right. It, it doesn't. I've found some showtimes at other places, different zip codes, but not ours. Mm-hmm. Right. Can poor little Birmingham not handle this Scorpion movie? I'm I'm confused. I don't understand. <sighs> so the early projections are out. Forty nine, uh, between forty nine and fifty five million for the opening weekend. Now, I, I, you know, earlier when I first put this down, I would have expected like, no, there is going to be higher than that. But since you can't buy tickets anywhere and no one's showing it, yeah, apparently, I don't know where they're getting the. Uh, the only thing I'm seeing is uh, one summit viewing on Thursday at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. But you can't buy tickets yet. Can't buy tickets though, which is I'll crazy. go to whatever I have to go to. I did see uh, Flightcast mentioning something about don't worry about the moratorium or uh, the embargo. I mean, don't worry about that. Don't worry about the ticket sales or anything like that. Just watch the movie, which I agree with the sentiment wholeheartedly. Um, This would be worrisome if you could buy tickets and the embargo was still there. We've seen that before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's that's a common thing. You you have a bunch of hype. You have a bunch of pre-ticket sales. And then the actual reviews don't come out until like 24 hours before. But this is both. This is just radio silence. Can't pre-buy tickets. Can't look at the reviews yeah. from actual uh, fan sites or anything. You, you just, I guess you're just going to have to go down there and get a damn ticket. It's okay. Yeah. There's usually a machine on the side where you don't have to interact with people, which is what I prefer. Mm-hmm. Walk in, get your tickets, go to the back. Good. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to think. You're right. It's odd. We should be able to buy a ticket by now. It's kind of why I hadn't thought about it. Is every now and then I'll look up, hey, when can I pre-order a ticket? And it's kind of why it's the date sneaking up on me is... Uh, I would normally have just had a ticket by now and put it in my calendar. Yeah, it is. It's just super weird. Uh, but yeah, uh, a couple weeks I from now, we'll, I feel like that, that'll flesh itself out. Yeah, we'll figure it out at some point. I guess you know we'll we're the see only in a month. DC podcast that can't review the damn thing because we can't watch it. Yeah, <sighs> it's gonna be like that Wu Tang album, <laughs> the one that was auctioned off. <laughs> the one that was auctioned uh, off to Farmer Bro, <laughs> who I think lost it. I don't know where it is now. Um, no, the last I heard, it was um, someone bought it and put it in a museum, and you have to go to the museum and like put on a pair of headphones and listen to it. I think there's that one, and I think there's one where they pressed. I may be wrong. I'm sorry. I, I think there's one where they pressed one vinyl for it, and they got mm-hmm. they they allowed one person to buy it. And uh, Martin Screlly, whose name sounds like a DJ, but all he is is a DJ of uh, Farmer Prices um, in jail now. Uh, he apparently bought it, gloated about it a lot, and then I don't know what happened after he went to jail. I don't know if there's some like stuff going on with that. But I think he had yeah. just the one copy of it, period, which would be hilarious, but also super kind of fun to have done. Like That's the kind of thing I th- I would think was hilarious if I was a recording artist of any kind. Mm-hmm. I See, for me, I'm just perplexed by the entire thing. I get it. I get it. It would be funny, but I'd have to be a little bit jaded. Like in the same way that no, Beck, you know what? a few albums ago, Beck put on an album that was just an album of sheet music. He, it's just a book of sheet music. Mm-hmm. You can go play it, but he said that, and he's right. Uh, standard notation uh, or tabulature, if you're if you're doing that, but standard notation uh, leaves some interpretation to the artist. Like you're not going to get 
exactly the way Beethoven or Bach played it. You, within reason, very close. But you may not get some of the nuances like where he left his finger for half a second or some shit. Like it's going to be interpretation because it's mm-hmm. you're you're mathematizing something that's an, an artist's feel for how it's supposed to go. And then you you take it out of the other side and it may sound different. Mm-hmm. So Beck decided, hey, let's go. Let's just make this album that's just sheet music. Really cool concept. Yeah. I don't have it. <laughs> God, I want it. But I keep right. forgetting about it. And then I keep being annoyed that I would have to struggle how to read that now. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah. One of those skills, you don't use it, goes away. Um, so, anywho. <laughs> I don't know Naturally. where I was going to go with that. Uh, Margot Robbie is saying that uh, Jared Leto's Joker is not in Birds of Prey. Yeah. We had a feeling. She said uh, it was either going to be a complete Harley and Joker story or Joker has got to be out of the picture. I really wanted to see Harley and a girl gang, and I felt there was a huge gap in the market for a girl gang ensemble action film. I felt like no one was doing that, and I couldn't understand why, especially a comic book movie. From the very beginning, it was a conscious choice of they have to be broken up at this stage. I have a whole backstory in my head of what's happened between what you saw at the end of Suicide Squad and what you see at the beginning of Birds of Prey. Ultimately, that's a rocky road. No, no shit. Question, though. And I, mm-hmm. I, as a producer, I think she absolutely was right. I, mm-hmm. I think if you include Joker, you have to include him a lot. If we learn nothing from Suicide Squad, it was that. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you this: when you lo- when you watched that trailer and you saw her drive that bus or van or whatever the hell it was into or the truck Ace into Chemical. that yeah. into Ace Chemicals, was, was she killing Jared Leto's Joker? No, maybe just killing a. No, I don't think so. A lot of people think that. No, I, I mean I, I don't think so for several reasons, but uh, I mean the least of which is. Unless I see a body, it's still a comic book property. Uh-huh. You show me a smoldering body, and I see the light go out of his eyes, and I might believe it. Till then, nah, nah, sorry. Um, I don't think you can kill him in a in a one shot somewhere. It'd be funny if they did, though. To be honest, mm-hmm. beside the point. I yeah. I think as a, as a producer, I think she's right. You can include him a little bit. You have to do all or none. I think I think she made the right call there. I think they made the right call there. But um, I've been wondering. I don't think there's any external reason to believe that what happened at the end of Suicide Squad is necessarily real. So when she says backstory in her head, could be in her head. No. I would love it if they used the unused footage of uh, Joker being at the finale of Suicide Squad and made that make sense, too, by the way, while we're at it. Yeah. Like him with a grenade being there, like something she saw that she wanted to be there right now. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I I think I I would just prefer to... uh pick up in a place where it was like, well, there's Harley and the Joker and they broke up and just like, don't specifically mention Suicide Squad at this point. The trailer is definitely leaning toward that. Yeah. Let's just see if we get an air cut because we know it's going to end differently. If it had an actual air cut happens. If there was, yeah. (laughs) Again, one of the reasons we're not going to probably get director's cuts of things right now. Mm, I don't know, man. I know. I know. There's always the, I don't know. I 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 know. Uh, Gail Simone tweeted out, all I'm saying is Black Canary solo movie starring Journey Smollett, and I write it, and it has Huntress, and Savant and Creote. Uh, yes, please? Mm-hmm. Can I sign that? Can I sign up for that movie right now? I'm in. Did, did you see what uh, Gail Simone said about uh, Margo? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Maybe I did, and I chose not to include it. No, it was good. Uh, they, they, uh, She said as a producer, they were, they respected her. They respected the work she was doing. She was there. She was present. She was doing the work. Mm-hmm. As a person, they kind of feared her a little bit. <laughs> because according to Gail, she would show up and, and she was doing the work of producer. And, and like it's it's a lot. It's a lot of time. 
mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, intellectual kind of compartmentalizing and splitting your efforts. But she would show up to train and she wanted to be able to do the stuff they were doing live. So she would show up to train in acrobatics or some form of martial arts or uh, dialect or whatever. And according to Gail Simone, if it's true, it's kind of cool. She would show up at the beginning of the week to start her lessons. And then mm-hmm. like three days later, she would show up and she was uh, just perfectly functional at it. Hmm. Like they would just show her uh, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, no big deal. I can sword fight now. Whatever. All right. So this new scene we're going to work on. <laughs> move on with her. That's day. great. <laughs> the dialect, the all the physical shit, all of that. Apparently, she just would incorporate it, learn it very quickly. No big deal. Moving on to the next problem. To the That's point fantastic. to the point that they were like, I don't I, I think she may actually be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Which they actually showed us in the trailer, like how she could flip between the the psychiatrist harley and then that was a right really cool insanity moment. yeah yes it was and her her dialect even changes i like that mm-hmm. she goes from ivy league to <laughs> like boardwalk new jersey no time yeah i dig that so much yeah that was a good turn all right uh so we got some quick bits from batman mm-hmm. one zoe kravitz cut her hair for batwoman mm-hmm. that was that was I, I don't give a shit but you know what that people have been like well, did she cut it for selena because it looks like yeah i've seen selena kyle in like a million different every version of so, hair yeah it doesn't matter you know, i don't know but yeah she did. She, that was that was confirmed yeah. that was confirmed all right but colin farrell did not dye his hair to be the penguin like he was on ellen ellen brought it up and put up the a, a picture of him walking with his hair dyed that gray. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it is notable, though, that he has gained a fair amount of weight. He's looking kind of thick in the midsection. Nice. And uh, I don't guy. know. <laughs> well, I think he just, I don't, I'm not sure if that's a natural thing that happened or if it was for the movie that he was on before that he's at, he was actually there to to promote. I think it's called The Gentleman. But um, he's looking kind of thick, man. But he says of the picture, that's me not camera ready. That's me four hours ago before I hit the makeup. Oh, he says. Okay. Uh, he, he says before a project, he likes to do a little something, paint a nail. Or sorry, after he finishes a project, he likes to paint a nail. But this time he goes for a drastic hair change and, and he dyes it gray. He says it went purple and then it went piss yellow and then it went whatever the hell it is. He had to do it a few different times. <laughs> he says the... the I like that the, it's just a mystery. Every time he looks in the mirror, like, oh, Christ. Yeah, every time he, he keeps like re dying it to try to get it, uh, whatever so he's it is. Oh, I fuck! Yeah. And he says the foxy silver gray look didn't last very long. Yeah. And uh, he says he does, at this at the time that he was on the show, he says he he was going to be doing Batman in two weeks. So he's, yeah, he's, mm. he's back to dark hair. So yeah. don't, don't worry about him. Uh, as far as I can tell, he does say, he does tell Ellen he is playing Oz Cobblepot, he is playing the penguin. But he's going to have dark hair. Looks like he's going to be a little thick. He was over on um, Kimmel and Kimmel explained. He's like, you know, you don't really look like the traditional penguin. And uh, and he had said, like, oh, I have I have about three weeks. He says, I have some time to eat and shrink. (laughs) (laughs) That feels right for him. It was like his candidness in interviews. Yeah, he says. Uh, he says about three weeks. He's like, oh, I've got a bit of time. I got. I got a bit. Of, I can do a little bit of eat, a little bit of fucking off, a little bit of going to the pub, a little bit of shrinking. With me. He says uh, about three weeks, but I'm an addict, so I can do some damage in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. He is one of those people that I categorize as being able to do that, like the Christian Bale mm-hmm. McConaughey kind of style of like, no, what do you? What? Are, what does my body need to look like? Cool, frumpy, big. 
Actually, I'm going to include uh, uh, Rob McElhaney from uh, It's Always Sunny because of that one mm-hmm. season where he did that. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that kills me about Colin Farrell is that he gets so much shit. People like snub their nose at him and they're like, they act like he's a bad actor. And he's I don't not. get it. He's he get, not a bad actor. He has, he's never been. Like he's He always gets incredibly underrated. But I've seen this dude play so many different kinds of people with different accents. Oh, different yeah. American His accents, accents are just... Accents are not a problem for this guy at all. Just take it off the table. Don't worry about it. He's got it. Yeah, and he's and then I've he can always, change his I've body type. Just, I've I've always yeah. thought he was super invested in his characters. He always seemed like he was. Yeah, he's always been. A, I, I, I'm open to an example of him being a bad actor, but I don't think you're mm-hmm. going to be able to give me that. I don't think he's truly ever been bad at a job he was given. I've never seen him be bad at any job he was given. I I said. Like, yeah, maybe he, he's I not. Mean, he, maybe he's never excelled to this Oscar level of why haven't we draped something over his chest and 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 a ribbon and a pin or something? I don't know, but fuck, he's he's. I don't think he's ever been shy today at work. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was excited when there were those rumors that he was going to play Constantine in a Justice League Dark movie. Oh, I would, fuck, he could have rocked that. Yeah, and I, you know, I actually I would see Matt Ryan things, come back as Constantine, but. I'd love that because Matt Matt Ryan has a I mean, perfect British um, cocky kind of uh, you know fuckle kind of drawl to him. But mm-hmm. I would almost love to to like I know I know Colin Farrell can do that can do that uh, that that accent. But I would almost rather have him just do Constantine in an Irish accent. I mean, I think I would, it would be I, kind of fun. I, I'd say do Matt Ryan as Constantine and Colin Farrell as Willoughby Kipling. That's... Yes. Yes. Fuck but yes. then where does Mark Shepard fit in? I don't know. We'll oh. find we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, he told Ellen. Ellen was like, oh, your kids must be excited about Batman. And he's like, eh, they're sick of seeing me play bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he does play plenty of them. Yeah, he does. He does. I get it. There's a lot of actors that have that turn, though, where they're like, oh, I just want to play something my children can watch. Like Johnny Depp did that with for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> he looked at his whole catalog and was like, I can't show them any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney, what you got going on? What, what can I do? Keith Richards impression for a few hours? Sure. Got it. Sign me yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Farrell was telling Ellen he has like he has his movies like on a shelf locked high of too, too tall for them to get oh, through or whatever. Yeah. No. Children locked should not be away. watching The Ninth Gate. <laughs> all right so hbo i watched Chernobyl. it i'm not sure i've recovered i never saw that one i watched it as a child and thought mm, books huh that's some scary shit <laughs> didn't really know <laughs> i mean i knew context i was fine but still it was i enjoyed it i'm good i'll never get around to it yeah i wouldn't go back for it there's plenty of other things we can do mm-hmm. uh, hbo's chernobyl has an actor named alex ferns and he will be uh in the Batman in an undisclosed role, though, according to an updated listing on IMDb pro Alex Ferns has been cast as commissioner Pete Savage. I'm blanking. I don't know. I got, I mean, com- is he's not uh, Jim Gordon's not commissioner. That's all I'm saying. No, just Pete Savage sounds familiar, but I got nothing after that. It does. But mm, I, I know too many people named Savage. Yeah. I have to go back and read year one and see if there was a Pete somewhere. There's Ben, there's Steve, there's Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Fucking flass. Uh, but yeah, they're they're actually shooting in uh, Glasgow. They're in Glasgow. They're they're using the streets as part of Gotham. So uh, 
That makes sense because Alex Ferns is a Scottish actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, you can channel whatever Grant Morrison energy is going on there. Mm. Why not? We're here. Fingers crossed. Take advantage. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Take advantage. <laughs> and uh, today, the day of uh, our recording, uh, uh, Matt Reeves mm-hmm. posted a, uh, a picture of the little uh, the little thingamabob, the little clapper. And today is day one of production. Oh, the, yeah. the what is the name of that? I think it is clapper, maybe. Yeah, I'm not I think sure it is. About it. Is it a clapper? I, I don't know. I still like that that's a thing. Yeah. Which makes me happy. There's something about it I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to talk about to it that I appreciate. Yeah, it's a little bit of old Hollywood they won't let die. Well, it doesn't necessarily need to. You have all these, all this happening in the audio, and you just track it to the... Great. Done. Or you just separate clips now. Fuck it. Yeah. Which, you know, I was an extra on a few movies, and I never once saw a clapper, so I was disappointed. Ah, it's a little bit bullshit, yeah. I was like, that's the one thing I wanted to see. I didn't even care about John Lovitz. <laughs> I mean, it was nice. Sorry, I should say. It was nice! Just get super grand. It was amazing! Oh. Best I'm, thing I've ever done. Like, was that a John Lovitz impersonation? God, no. No. That's just how he would talk about himself, because he'd think it was hilarious. Hmm. Accurate. I could see him meeting you and just be like, I understand, young man. This is the greatest moment of your life. Oh, I never got to meet him. It was sad. For me, know that it's special, but that I will forget. But, but I if I had met him, I would have been grave. like, if I had met him, I would have been like, why aren't they using a clapper? Mm-hmm. And he would have been like, I know it's so unprofessional. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then just out of his back pocket, somehow develop an entire developer, like the, the you know, the director's chair with the little back. Mm-hmm. Just pull that literally out of a back pocket. Yeah. Physics be damned. Looney Tune style. Yeah. Take a seat, my young man. I feel like he'd pull it out. You and get go, it? Mm, jealous. <laughs> he pulls it out of his back pocket. <laughs> it's marked for him. Well, can I have one? Sure. And he goes to his other back pocket and pulls out a slightly smaller one that's just marked nobody. And he sets it next to him. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have so many questions. I have no answers. Okay. All righty. Over to the Suicide Squad. Let's do it. Uh, John Cena was talking to Collider and... Uh, he was talking about forgetting just, that's the thing, and I love it. I know he was talking about uh, being in superhero movies. He's like, dude, it's a. I don't know how any of this is happening. I mean, I'm promoting a movie with Robert Downey Jr. He's doing Doolittle, by the way. Yeah. He says I'm currently filming a movie, a superhero movie with James Gunn, and he starts talking about uh, Suicide Squad a little bit. He says I was blown away. The first ten pages are like a movie in itself. It's really, really special. That's because the guy steering the ship is committed to narrative and committed to creating characters that we connect with and sending them on an awesome journey. I mean, what he did with Guardians is really special. You want to go to work with people who jump out of bed every day and want to go to work. Gunn is the epitome of that. He cares so much about what he's doing, and I think especially when he's put in a position to write, develop, and do this by his rules, essentially. He chose the franchise. He kind of dictated his terms, and now he's really betting on himself, and I hope everybody enjoys seeing it as much as we're enjoying making it, because it's awesome. I I wish I could find the, the fanboy inside John Cena and just hug him and say, me too, me too. Because mm-hmm. he yeah. just nailed everything that I'm excited about. I just want to hug James Gunn and say, you made Nathan Fillion get thin again. <laughs> <laughs> the rookie didn't, but you pulled it off. <laughs> Ugh, poor dude's getting older. It gets hard. Mm-hmm. Sure does. All right. So um, 
as as we know, as hopefully everyone listening knows, like we said, if it's been released, it is fair game. So here's a little bit of a crisis spoiler, or perhaps even the crisis spoiler. Ezra Miller was in Crisis on mm-hmm, Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Mark Guggenheim was talking about that. He said it actually was incredibly surreal. And Peter Roth, he basically started the phone call with, okay, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe I'm asking this. And it was really surreal. I was driving to work and I think I almost crashed my car. (laughs) In all fairness, if I was trying to drive while watching what had just happened, I would have crashed Mm -hmm. my car too. Oh, yeah. He says, everything we put in there, we put in there with the approval of Warner Brothers Theatrical. But I haven't read a draft. No one's even pitched me what the Flashpoint movie is. I was really riding blind, quite frankly. And there was some ad-libbing on the day, but we had someone from Warner Brothers Theatrical there on set. And everything was vetted. But it's definitely information provided on a need-to-know basis. Truth be told, I didn't really need to know in order to to like the theme. So... That's where he sits, so stop asking him about what the Flashpoint movie is, guys. <laughs> I have I have some comments. Uh-huh. So um, I, I tried to make clear, and uh, apparently failed to do so, Probably. that I thought this was a special moment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was unprecedented in a few ways. Mm-hmm. I know. You don't agree. I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. No, the, the uh, Ezra Miller showing up on this. Oh, I'm, I mean, I didn't say I disagreed. Showing the I, t- CW. I, I, I agreed it was unprecedented. Well, to, to, to say that it like there are elements of this that have happened. I know that. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think all of the elements that took place when this happened have, to me, ever happened. Mm-hmm. The inclusion. Uh, the inclusion from the network, uh, uh, from the movies to the network side. That's yeah. that's huge. That that eliminates most of what's happening in, in a lot of fields. Um, I mean, it's a cameo. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even argue with you, you know. I could have brought up Nick Fury on Agents of Shield. We talked about him. I thought I thought we talked about him. No, you just you just felt my telepathic disapproval. Oh no, sorry. Of your statements. Okay, so <laughs> I should say I know about the appearances of on Agents of Shield. If I didn't uh-huh. say that before, I do know about all of that. I, no, you know I, what? I think someone on Twitter every called you out on that. I know. I, I think it was Wobbly Boots. Um, yes, it was. I I'm aware. I thought we talked about that. We did. Not. I would have talked about that just to cover my bases if if I had thought about it, but I didn't. So to clarify, I don't think there's something that's ticked so many boxes. Yes, mm-hmm. I know movie characters have appeared on TV shows before. I get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've appeared in this context, and I I've never never seen a world building concept, world building concept, uh, to the extent that a TV property brought in the movie universe. Mm-hmm. If that has happened, it's. It's uh, just something I've never seen. And, you know, fuck knows. There's 75 years worth of television and movies. To, just, it, yeah, I'll I'll take any examples. But I've never seen it. I've definitely never seen it in the context of the CBMs that we're used to today. Mm-hmm. So this was fun for me in a lot of ways. I, I it, it was unique in, in the sense that, like, yes, it, even when the Marvel movie characters moved to TV, they've moved down and there have been cameos, but it's been an episode. It hasn't affected the rest of the universe Mm -hmm. and this may not but it has potential because at the very least the the sharing of the name the flash has potential to affect it going back to movies Mm -hmm. right i think that's unique and it may not come to bear but it had me thinking how much fun would it be and bear with me here 
How much fun would it be if one of the reasons you could bring back multiple universes in even the extended movies was because of the crisis on Infinite Earths on CW? Mm -hmm. And in so doing, you would develop room to, say, for instance, release an alternate version of what happened in the Justice League. Yeah. Throw it in there. Yeah. Why not do that? You can expand the idea. If we have a Justice League Dark, even maybe including some of the characters you've seen before. Well, we don't know what got folded into the new universe. Could involve Swamp Thing. I had no problem with the guy playing Swamp Thing. That's fantastic. It's just yeah, the show years. itself. It The show itself didn't have time to build what it needed to build to make that universe. And it, right. for what it had at its disposal, in I think our opinion, wasted some of the time it had. It didn't get there yeah. fast enough. It did, however, have time to make some homemade toidal soup. <laughs> of course. One must do in a Swamp Thing. Well, little Susie, her soup is ready. Oh, little Susie. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop you there. I don't want to stop you there. This is really enjoyable for me because this is kind of cathartic in a way. Susie and Maria Murray. Yeah, Susie. By the way, Susie, who's still, by the way, upstairs (laughs) starving to death. She is a skeleton now in this time frame. I don't think so. I think they they saved her. Did they save her? I don't know. I don't know that they did. I think that was a loophole. I think that was something (laughs) that got lost. Anyway, um, yeah, like there's a lot of opportunity to, and this is something that they could do and it'd be fantastic. And the fact that WB reached out to do it gives me a lot of hope. It's the mm-hmm. most hope I've ever had for a Snyder Cut. Frankly, it's the most hope because you could do something like that and still fold it into the idea that, yeah, crisis. We had a version. It, honestly, because you did a crisis in any capacity and you folded that movie universe into the TV universe. And when I say folded, I don't mean minimized. I just mean you, you've given it wings that it didn't have before. Yeah, You can do things that you didn't have at your disposal before. You don't have to explain that now. You can. You can you can put in three minutes of exposition and and that'll cover it. Mm-hmm. it. But you can you can make this work in ways that are are kind of incredible. You can open yeah. up the DC extended universe and in, in in ways that Marvel has not even fathomed. Because as impressive as it was to take twenty films and point them at one damn thing, and it was it, it I've never seen an achievement like that in cinema. As impressive as that was, it could be really fun to take the rest of it and go wild and use this as an excuse. And the fact that you actually have something backing you up that's how many fucking hours of all these shows that we watched that you don't even have to tie to if you don't want to. Um, they just gave you the rope. You can play. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to tie back. And, you know, uh, Guggenheim has said that uh, Jim Lee and company have a plan for DC. I'm I'm on board. DC extend that universe. Let's really extend it. Like a there is big so blue much double... Rope. <laughs> double so much rope <laughs> damn your double barbed dick blue things <laughs> don't know how we haven't talked about dr manhattan in the course of all this <laughs> somehow we haven't i've seen that dick it wasn't barbed it wasn't look normalish oversized if you ask me <laughs> i call that the the blue atomic cock <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a porn or, or should it be called the Doomsday Cock? Oh, fuck yes. That's it. Cancel all other <laughs> subscriptions. That's it. The Doomsday Cock is the franchise of that cosplay universe. <laughs> That's... We're done here. You've solved it. We're good. Oh. <clears throat> there's so many possibilities, though. Because they included the... Because there's a conduit between... They, like, there's a wormhole in space and time. Because that's there. Oh, my God. You can do so much. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the problems I've always had with the Snyder Cut is because you cannot 
take that universe and put it in. You can't distribute the new universe or an alternate version of that universe without confusing people. This gives it a context. If you just put it in that context, you could do it. This is something you could you could do on HBO Max when it comes out. All right, let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got a little bit more, a little more flash news here. Chip. Um, Christina Hodson was talking. She's basically, but by the way, uh, last time we had a show, you were talking about who who the hell knows who's writing the Flash. Christina Hodson. Yes, that's. I had uh, just forgotten. <laughs> there have been like seventeen of these people. Um, cool, <laughs> Neil Hodgson. Uh, Go for it, Christina Hodson. Christina Hodson. Okay, cool. I'll forget that as well. I'm going to write it down though. Christina She's, Hodson. Yeah. How do you spell Hodson? H O D S O N. Okay. I'm going to write it down um, just so I try to remember it. I'm, uh, I'm visual. She learner. she wrote the the Birds of Prey movie mm-hmm. that's about to come out, and mm-hmm. she is. Oh, I do know. Her. Sorry. All right. The yep. Batgirl movie that they're working on. Yeah, that thing that she's uh, deeply involved in that I forgot about. Yeah. Yep. Sure. She wrote mm-hmm. Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, she's she's kind of a big deal right now. Yeah. <clears throat> she says, uh, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. there is so little I'm allowed to say about Flash. I will tell you that for me, the reason to do it now is because I love it. I'm having a blast working on it, and that is about all I'm allowed to say. I just wanted to point out that she loves it. She's not just running around all these DC properties. She's really into this shit. And I'm also going to say this. There's a rumor out there. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. But there is a rumor out there that this movie is going to feature... Uh, Jessica Chastain as a female version of the reverse flash. Sweet. I am all on board. Sweet. I see no reason why we can't do that. I don't give two shits about your fragile male ego. I will watch the hell out of that movie. Not your fragile male ego, Jason. No, I'm fine. These <laughs> At the very least. Other people. The shaky premise of the reverse flash is I'm the opposite of everything you are. And if you consider something like gender to be something you can be diametrically opposite of, mm-hmm. fucking why not this too? Let's do it. I'm st- by the way, I'm still waiting on them to to tell the story of why the bear, the, the Allens and the Thawns hate each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really want Cobalt Blue. <laughs> I know. I know. You've been rooting for All it right. for a while. And yeah, I, know. I keep thinking there's going to be... And I'm rooting for you. I think there's going to be an episode at some point because the the, the Flash is just really good at mm-hmm. using its landscape. I think you're going to at some point get an episode just called Cobalt Blue. Yeah. I'm rooting for you, man. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Hope I don't so. know when. All right. Shazam 2. Zachary Levi says, what can you expect from Shazam 2 that I can divulge? Uh, are there any red sniper dots on me right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can expect a lot of the same awesomeness that you got in the first one. I think one thing I can probably say that I don't think is any kind of a spoiler. Now that the shazam has been established, Love now that that's kind of, kind of a thing now, I think we can expect a little bit more of that. And Asher Angel says that he thinks that they are going to start filming really soon, but he hasn't read the script yet. Yeah, I think it'll be soon. The Rock's it would have to be, wouldn't it? Now, this isn't news, but this is exciting if this was a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Gillan says she wants to play Batgirl and wants to direct the movie. Fuck yes. Hand her the keys. Absolutely. Yeah. She she says, my favorite film in that world, my favorite one is Dark Knight. I just love the way that one is directed so much. I would love to work in that world as a director. Come on, DC. Look over this way. Uh, Gail Simone. <laughs> Tweets out Heavy as player of, in this episode for us so far. As one of, I don't think she would. Be, I don't think Gail Simone would appreciate being such a heavy player in this episode. This episode's so rife with big blue dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
anyway, I hope Gil... she would understand the satirical nature of the <laughs> of the thing. But you I'm, know, I don't know. Yeah. Gail Simone says, as one of Batgirl's longest running writers, I would totally endorse Karen Gillan as Batgirl. She'd kill as Barbara. Put Cass in there too. I mean, all of that, and yes. Uh huh. No, well, I've got I'm a little bit of fanboying pretty hard right now thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. Thinking about the whole thing. I, oh, that's that's really good. I've got a little bit of New Gods news, sure. and I know often we like in 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 this episode we've talked about uh, people who uh, fan cast so hard that they wind up being against everyone but their fan cast. I enjoy fan casts. I know you've said you don't really see a point too much of the time, but uh, check this out. New Gods director Ava DuVernay mm. says that she is aware of fan casts and she might be taking some notes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the epitome of the reason I don't care. Because <laughs> yes, she may be. It will not matter in the end. It won't. I mean, yeah, she is clearly... Clearly the dominant voice, but if it's not a good choice, it just, it won't survive the vetting process. So, you know, fucking who cares? You know, what's funny. I do like the idea though, that, uh, because of, uh, because of all of us being able to chime in that Mm -hmm. maybe there was an idea that wouldn't get on the table that does. I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. It's kind of a populist idea, I guess, but I'm pretty sure that's how Christian Bale wound up playing Batman. It could have been. Now, my like it, after reading Mister Miracle, my first thought for for Scott uh, Free is was ha, was and always has been uh, well since reading that Paul Rudd. No, like as great. I was re- as I was reading Mister Miracle, I just kept seeing him as Paul Rudd. He'd be great. But someone put up a fan cast GIF of uh, Adam Scott f- and with a beard like from and Party I thought, Down. I don't know Party Down. Uh, from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah. And he had it with his beard, you know, and I thought, well, shit, that would be kind of perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Same guy. No, he's, he's, you know uh, why he'd just, be kind of, it, kind of fun is. Several um, reasons, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I've seen him play, uh, I, I've, I've seen him play characters that were uh, a, a little bit devilish and, mm-hmm. and good characters. Like, I've seen him play humble and I've seen him play devilish. Uh, between The Good Place and Party Down and uh, the clips of Parks and Rec I've seen. I, I always feel the need to point out I have nothing against Parks and Rec. I just never had time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's humble in a way that that book kind of made it a point to say like, no, he's uh, for a new god, he's an everyman. Mm-hmm. He totally is. He's, and he's just because not you have some a... giant hulking fucking dark side. He's just some dude with some tricks. Yeah. And a and lot of will. just because you have a funny guy playing Mr. Miracle does not mean that you in turn would have to have Will Ferrell playing Orion. No, no, by no means. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, Mr. Miracle is a perfect example of this, though. Like, it, this is uh, when you do a deep dive, like a gritty dive on a character. This is one of the ones that were, uh, man, he fucking nailed it. Like, Tom King's. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, he he nailed the idea of now for me, if if I see Scott free and I don't think that's a character that I could envision just cutting his wrists and trying to let go of it all in a bathroom somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm invested. Like if, yeah. if he looks too heroic. No, nah, I'm good. I, like he's rewritten the character in my mind and gave him yeah. a ton of value. Yeah, it was kind of a powerful book. It was really great. It was a really good book. 
like I, him I and Bert and, and Barta just like joking about how like well oh, the lake of fire feels a little hot but it's good we can have <laughs> yeah i don't have a fan cast in mind for barda but i'll be damned if i don't want to see i, I want to see steve carell play Desaad. i really do he's he could be so creepy he can he can you're right he can i know and i would love to see uh dame judy dench's granny goodness you know what <laughs> you know what what ah, what's her name is it jan lynch Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yeah. From uh, Glee and uh, yeah. Miss Mazel. Mm-hmm. And a number of other things that I've always enjoyed her in. Um, yeah. That that That's how I would go. <laughs> that's how hmm. I would go if I was given the direction. Hmm. Tall, domineering when she wants to be. A lot of fun. Hard not to follow know. her. I don't know, man. We could work her in there, man. I mean, unless you're going to get granny goodness and dragged to some extent and let Ed Addison or do it. I'm just not sure I can get behind anything else. Because <laughs> that's where my heart wants to go. Yeah, see, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Had to make sure of the character name. Full disclosure. But you make you make Jane Lynch Bernadette. Alright, who's that? Sorry. The thin, tall, domineering fury. <laughs> oh, no. no, no it was no. like older. She's older. Yeah, she is older. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, just... Uh, you make oh, Jane Lynch wonder, Bernadette. I wonder as Granny. Judy Dench Granny. You have both. That's cool. Also, um, sidebar. Not sidebar. Uh, side bet. All right. I'm going to go with a fuck it all, Trump everything we've said candidate. Mm-hmm. Betty White. I thought about her. She's looking pretty frail, though, these days. Goddamn right she is. She'd be great as a god. Because <laughs> fuck how she looks. She's a fucking god. I'm just sad we don't have Philip Seymour Hoffman to do it. <laughs> what? Play Granny Goodness? Yes. That would be a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I would respect so much more out of Betty White's mouth. Go get him, my furies! You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. That that would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd watch it happily. <sighs> this feels familiar. I think I've settled on this before. This feels like one of those things I've pitched before and forgotten. Probably. I do that often. So, uh, apparently, David Ayer had a chance to do the Suicide Squad sequel and, quote, win another way. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't either. He got a little bit shunted. He did. But, you know, he's back working at Warner Brothers now. And he says, it's, uh, he says, I love the world creation of it, and I love the power of the IP and the fans. It's dangerous. It's like juggling chainsaws. But I am drawn to it. God, it's definitely an arena. So I'll good. play in it again. That's such a good simile. And uh, at his TC, yeah. And as TCA panel for uh, Deputy, his new Fox series, uh, someone asked about Gotham City Sirens, and he says, "I think it's on pause." So we might still get a, a, a Gotham side Gotham City Sirens from that guy. Yeah, knock it out. I really do. I think him and Snyder are working some shit out, man. Yeah, with with the current brass at WB. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. Uh, There's a lot of moving parts, and they're talking to a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not putting a lot of. If it was money I was investing, I would not put a lot of money in my theory that Crisis is going to reset this. But I just, it's given you the tool. You can use it. Yeah. Fuck it. Go for it. Yeah. You great. got three to five million people just on the Nielsen ratings that are watching this. Fucking go for it. And the movie, let's let's be honest. the The general going, the general audience, moviegoer, they don't give a shit. They they are not paying close no, enough attention. You can to explain go, this it as an incontinuity. You can explain it in forty five seconds. Anything that was happening before. Yeah. Move on. 
or just never explain anything, move on and have that explanation for anyone who actually wanted to watch and care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh God, it's that mechanism to me is unprecedented. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't have a lot of uh, Snyder news this week. Mm -hmm. Um, He's shared some stuff. He shared a really, really friggin' boss picture of dark side just decimating <laughs> countless people upon the earth like fighting um and it was in black and white of course as as all of his stuff is until recently uh <laughs> yeah which you know people think is a sign of something no it's not well he's always put out snyder cut stuff like snyder cut footage in black and white and he he the other day he put up a picture of alfred in color and it was like wait what what, what is this but you know whatever um and yeah he also shared a costume color test of uh aquaman flash and batman but it was uh it was momoa niller but it was uh richard citrone as batman mm-hmm. and uh he put out a, a picture of ryan Choi as director of nanotechnology of star labs he's just going along posting this stuff out and then boom the color alfred <laughs> working in Wayne Hanger. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it's there. I, you know, I, I hope it means something good. It's possible that it means that there's something they're working on. Sure. And, uh, I mean, like I said, the most hope I've ever had is this mechanism as a possible route to it. But, you know, it's just about like color where there could have not been color before and, yeah, it's it's not it's not much of anything where it really comes down to it. Yeah, I want it to be something. It's just not anything yet. It's not just pointing out the thing. Yeah, it is a thing. We're gonna go to break real quick. Another thing we can't control, but we'll be back with television news. Better banking is getting an unbelievable zero point nine nine percent APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your wow! I love this bathroom. Bathroom zero point nine nine percent introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of two point nine nine percent and a maximum rate of eighteen percent. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call one eight hundred seven one one two two six five for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Oh, bladders have been emptied. Uh, commercials have aired. Whatever has happened. We're back talking about television. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I just realized I sound drunk suddenly. <laughs> and I sadly haven't had a drink. <laughs> Very sadly. Awkward pauses. Yeah, they'll do that. Yep. I know you just heard me swallow probably, but that was water. I swear. Great value. Purified drinking water mm-hmm. with flavor enhancing minerals. Sure. Called water. Mm-hmm. I've never tasted no mineral. Tasted water. Could be the new description for the podcast. I've mm-hmm. never tasted no water. <laughs> it's actually water. not a bad product. Just put out a thing called H2O. <laughs> what is it? Ah, fuck all that other shit. It's. It's water flavored. Does that have any enhancements? It's water enhanced. Minerals don't taste like shit. Is there any uh, additives? We minimize the additives as much as we could so that it's just water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's true. All right. So HBO Max apparently has an Aquaman miniseries coming. Going to be uh, produced by James Wan. Sweet. It's going to be an animated Deal called King of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. It is a three-episode miniseries. 
that will start with Arthur Curry's first day on the job as the King of Atlantis, a throne which he is seen claiming in the final moments of the Aquaman movie. Volko and Mira will be on hand to support him in his work as the King of Atlantis. Both characters were present in the Aquaman movie. Well, thank you. We know that. We were there. It says this we DC property is a fan favorite, Rich, well, uh, with uh, well-known characters and dynamic storylines. Uh, on the heels of Warner Brothers Pictures' box office smash hit, we are certain Aquaman King of Atlantis will be an exciting addition to our apps, uh, to our already robust slate of kids and family programming. So now yeah. you know what they're aiming it at. I did say what, not yeah. who. Yeah. Not that I mind. I don't care. This could be like an out-of-control blue ribbon version of stuff. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Could be. But given the platform, it seems like they're going to just give it a little bit of backstory, let you do some, oh, this is what's happened since we've been on the throne kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it might be a tie-in to, like, they want to do the deep. What are those fuckers that Aquaman dives into? The trench? God damn it. <laughs> um well that i don't i don't know when he dives into that Uh uh-huh that which is the utmost horrible Mm -hmm. that's what i'll find all right we've also got some green lantern news um hbo's uh max sorry hbo's max (laughs) this is gonna be something we're familiar with Uh, coming coming up Mm-hmm. At the TCA, mm-hmm. the head of original content for HBO Max, Sarah Aubrey, was talking about Green Lantern. <clears throat> she says, uh, Greg Berlanti said that I can share a few little tidbits about Green Lantern. He did say that the series so far will span several decades and focus on the origin story of two major Green Lanterns from Earth while going into the story in space. And Green Lantern favorite character, Sinestro. Ah, fuck. John Stewart, Kyle Rayner. Yes, let's do it. <clears throat> well, I'm hoping it'll be Hal teaching John the ropes. Yeah, I like him. He's not my favorite. Well, you you know who I want the main character to be. Gardner? No. <laughs> Confused. Who do you want? Mr. John Diggle, Esquire. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Yeah. Not Esquire. Not Esquire. But, yeah. I don't know about his legal credentials. But, yeah, that guy. (laughs) He would make a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. No matter what you do, Oliver, always lie. (laughs) Don't tell them the truth, Oliver. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love giving that character shit for that. It did seem like there was like a couple of seasons at least where all he was doing was telling Oliver not to tell the truth to anybody because they would never forgive him. That was one of our problems with the whole series was they constantly uh, leaned on the whole like, yeah, you're going to lie to him, but it's it's for the greater good or or for their benefit. Just it got so boring. Like I got Mm -hmm. so tired of people lying to each other for their benefit. Yeah. I lied to protect you. As one would. is, Is the phrase yeah i lie to protect you yeah as one would in a relationship if mm-hmm. you were in it and someone said that to you more than once you're probably out if someone said that to you less than once you're probably out and if someone said that to you more than three times you need to call a counseling center mm-hmm. because you're in an abusive relationship and you need to talk to someone 
it's it's a shitty line. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like my wife is lying to protect me when she says it's okay if I finish the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how could you not want? But, you know, <clears throat> I don't think most people eat peanut butter like I do. So <laughs> I hear similar lines and I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand that you're trying to uh, <clears throat> be really accommodating right now. And I appreciate that. But um, I'm doing the math on who's going to eat what tomorrow. And uh, yeah, you're overreaching. The, the right call is uh, shut that shit down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, for real, though, I I really do hope is uh, I hope David Ramsey actually gets to be the star of the show this time. And uh, I'd be fantastic. It, I don't. He can do it. He for sure can do it. That Absolutely. actor can do it. And, you know, I don't we don't we don't have 100 percent confirmation on anything. All we have is that, you know. David Ramsey has said that he thinks that we'll be happy by the end of Arrow about where the Green Lantern stuff sits. I, I don't know what the, that means exactly. They've that leaned mean into it a little bit on the show, but yeah, honestly, there's there is no reason to fear the idea that John Diggle, being John Diggle, can just have a ring now. Yeah, of course, we haven't seen... He would qualify. He would qualify. We haven't seen every... Uh, we don't know what actually. We don't know what the what the past looks like for the Arrowverse at this point. No, but I like the idea that uh, in this in the episode count as we have it. I like the idea that Oliver sees everything as he says, mm-hmm. and uh, that I would love the idea that Oliver sees everything, and the revelation later is that he gets a ring. Because to mm-hmm. me, that would mean that Oliver saw that and thought, mm-hmm, "Yep, do that." Yeah. And I don't know how it plays out because I haven't gotten a chance to read it. They were all out at the uh, at our local Walmart. Um, but I know. The Couldn't find Crisis it. number two. Couldn't uh, find it. Felicity goes and talks to the Owens. Oh, fuck. That's good. On Earth 12. God, that's good. I don't know how that all plays out now. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, now, there is a um, there's a little bit of a rumor going around from this guy, Daniel Reitman, or Rickman, on Twitter. He's a mm-hmm. scooper. Professional scooper. Um this is one of the dudes that like will say some shit and then gets like the real scoops are on Patreon. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's saying, and grain of salt guys, he's saying HBO max is developing a blue beetle series. <clears throat> I'm into it. I want that, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. They've been building that shit on CW for fucking 10 years and we haven't seen it yet. So yeah. Yeah, I, I to be clear, if they did a Blue Beetle series, I would want several things. I would want I want to, I would want to see Ted Cord. Um, I would want some references to the old original Blue Beetle as well, yeah. and I would want to see uh, Jaime Reyes eventually take it over, or at the very least, uh, if we did a series for him, I would want Ted Cord to be there as a mentor, and of course, I want Booster Gold. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you're doing some fan entitlement, but not in a way that I don't agree with. Yeah, if we're gonna do this, let's let's yeah let's have it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I'd watch it if it didn't have most of those things. But you know, I could live without it. But yeah, I I don't think you're asking for anything that's uh, uh, too crazy. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. No, blue and gold, baby, blue and gold. Yeah, you could even do a thing where like you have like Booster uh, mentoring Jaime and then doing flashbacks and showing his adventures with with Ted. Yeah, yeah. You can do a lot of things. Oh yeah. 
All right, let's. Uh, I, I really want to talk about this real quick. Uh, Ostrich Chow, the guy that played Ryan Cho on Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. he had a fun story, and I, I just wanted to talk about it. He says, my roommate, we were just sitting around, and we'd been talking about all the superhero stuff. I'm an actor, he was a writer, and we were just talking about all these things we could do. At one point, he just came to me with a long list of Asian superheroes. Like, these are all the Asian superheroes that exist in the world right now. And the one you fit most perfectly for is Ryan Choi. You could probably play Ryan Choi. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then the next day, he bought me the Gail Simone comics. And I started reading them. And I just loved it so much. One, I didn't know it existed. Two, I just thought it was so well written and gritty. And I started looking more into Gail. And then my friend Eric, he started tweeting at her. And I guess that caught her attention. So we just started tweeting back and forth. At one point, I was at Seattle's Comic-Con, Emerald City, and she was there too. And so I went and I said hi. It was just awesome meeting her. She gave me Red Sanja comics. And then she asked me if uh, she could use my name and likeness and put me in Red Sanja. At, th- at this time, I was just so in love with the idea of this Ryan Choi character. I had just started on Supernatural and I was like, oh God, you know what? The CW would totally do this. They had, I think, two of the DC shows back then. I'm like, this would make so much sense. Me and my friend Eric, we put together the pitch. Uh, We got the whole first season arc on it. This is an incredible idea for a show with Ivy Town, Ivy University. There's so much happening. You can literally make the show go on forever. We brought it to the CW, Mm -hmm. and then they told us that they were already developing something for the Atom, and they couldn't look at it. I'm assuming that was Legends of Tomorrow. But you know what? Six, seven years later, it came back around. And uh, This is it. Yeah. This is the paragon of humanity coming to bear. <laughs> and they, he was I asked mean, about... great job. Like that, that amount of inspiration and hope and loss of hope and just it coming to bear anyway because uh, we're humans and uh, fuck, man. The, the, the will of fortune turns, you know? Yeah. Oh, and that's uh, fantastic. He was, asked with, that. he was asked what the audition process was for. Uh, or was it was like and he says the character that they were auditioning uh was steve wagner and it was listed like steve wagner asian american and i thought that's not an asian american name that doesn't make sense no and he says he started looking into it and then i'm thinking this character is a superhero there's no reason why they would say these lines and go this way they were fake lines of dialogue and there's no reason they would make this character go through this kind of an arc i brought it to my friend eric and i'm like eric Take a look at this. And he was like, oh my God, dude, I think this is Ryan. I said, oh, you're right. This is Ryan. This is Ryan Choi. <laughs> so he goes into the audition, definitely thinking this is Ryan Choi. And he calls them out at the very beginning. He goes, so is this Ryan Choi? And everyone like flipped out. They tried to hold it in, but they were shocked. He says they were the first person they saw. And he shook the entire room up by knowing exactly who the character was. <laughs> and they that. were like, all right, let's Kinda just do it. That. And, uh, and they did it. I definitely had this huge bit of confidence going in. I'm like, I know exactly what this is. I know exactly what this character is about. God, it's so fucking human. I love it. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's good. And I liked his answer here. They asked him now, now that crisis is done, what are your hopes for Ryan? Is there anything you can tease about the future of your take on the character? And he says, I wish I knew. I can't really say. And even if I do know, I probably can't really say. Because I'd be, it'd be more fun if it was a surprise. But I don't know. I don't know. Even if I say I don't know, you can't trust me, though. We're at a weird impasse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a really good description of the press. Yeah, I get it. God, his background is fantastic. That lead up 
to an audition. Oh, fuck. That's fantastic. Mm hmm. All right. So now that we're well into crisis, here's here's a fun little bit. And this is I felt like was an interesting bit that uh, kind of gives you an idea of how much work it kind of was to get everything in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just like they were pulling shit from the archives. Guggenheim said in, in terms of the Green Lantern, uh, the footage from Green Lantern that they put into crisis, he says there were some Easter eggs and cameos that just fell into our lap. And then there were other ones where it was months of diplomacy on a variety of different fronts. I would say the Green Lantern footage, it fell somewhere in the middle. And that huh. was one where it was like, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. That was definitely sort of an emotional roller coaster one. But it all came together, which is great. I have to say there were people like Jim Lee and Dan Evans of DC who were very much in favor of it. And I, help, <laughs> I, I think that put it over the finish line. Yes. I'm That's loving good. how much Jim Lee is being brought into these conversations now. He's how much, like, chief Jim creative Lee's, officer. I know, but I, I like how much like all of this is being, like people are like kind of waving the Jim Lee flag and saying, look, this is what he wanted. This is yes. what he wanted. Ezra is what he wanted. You know, like just, I'm digging it. Ah, it's bringing it in a whole new era. I love it. I really love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got Guggenheim talking about the next crossover. He says, I would say I have ideas for ideas, and I've sort of pitched to Mark Pedowitz and Greg Berlani. What if left to my own devices? I would like to see us do. There is a rubric that is semi in place and both Mark and Greg have signed off on that. And as we go onward, things will get more and more specific. I was emailing Mark just the other day that we have to get in a room together to talk about this. We typically do a postmortem about what went right, what went wrong. What did we learn? We always learn something. Oh, and um, he does says, look, I hate comparisons to end game because it's just not fair. We're working with end games, catering budget. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) But Marvel didn't follow up Endgame with Endgame 2. I think you've got to build to an event of this kind. Yeah. The one thing we're all in agreement on, cast, crew, executives, you name it, is that we're not going to go as big next year. In fact, Mark and I were talking about returning to the roots of our crossovers, and I'll leave it to people to interpret what that means. Yeah. I think this was the big shot of everyone all at once. Mm-hmm. I think they'll try to turn into a more meaningful uh, existence in the same universe but I don't think it'll be as much of a crossover as it will be like uh, there's separate stories playing out in the same uh, you know sandbox mm-hmm. I would call it a shame but fuck they gave us so much yeah I don't know how to do that again without creating like know. some uh outside villain that's just gonna up the ante and over and over like you can you can either commit to crossovers and just i don't know i mean i think this was the sweet spot like you can commit to uh, universal deities uh fucking up this universe or you can just pair it back a minute and just Mm -hmm. deal with some things that are definitely gonna cross over but are in universe for your show yeah, that's probably the way to go right now. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, Stephen Amell was on um, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. And he was voicing some frustrations with how his death scene in Crisis. Nice. Uh, he says, uh, they were trying to wrap Katie and Grant before I shot the coverage of the scene where I died. I blame no one for this. 
But this is a scene with me from Arrow that's taking place on Supergirl with the Supergirl crew with demands on both Grant and Katie. And they're trying to pull them so that Flash and Legends don't mess up their day the next day. Meanwhile, the fucking Green Arrow was laying on a gurney trying to deliver his lines to something other than a fucking tennis ball. <laughs> so there are lots of scenes where I'm acting and there just aren't other actors there. And that is just not an acceptable way of creating the best product from my perspective. <laughs> So the scene where he like he's surrounded by his friends as he dies, as he slips into the into the ether, man, he was acting to tennis balls. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't oh, that we knew sad? that, though. We knew that, though. <laughs> I didn't know that. Watching it. You have to have known that. No. I was caught up, man. I, mean, I didn't yeah. notice. No, Steven did a fantastic job. I didn't notice. I didn't notice he a damn thing. He did a though. great job. But yeah, the scene as it existed. I I get it. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, where he was, like, fighting the ghouls. I'm talking about where he's, like, laying there oh, and they're all, like, surrounding him. Yeah, I get it. I know. I just... Yeah. It, there there were a lot of moving parts, and I get that that was lost. Mm-hmm. It just... Yeah, it's a thing that could have been lost. And I'm... Uh, I, I, I'm sad for him. Yeah. I wish he'd gotten more. I, I mean, for him, for what this universe has meant to so many people including ourselves um i i wish he'd gotten some kind of like not even on screen behind the scenes moment where he kind of got to see some faces you know yeah like there well, was you know a moment built in where he would be able to play off some other people live mm-hmm. uh, do that thing for for an actor but fuck it it i'm i i, I am i'm really sorry for him that that wasn't how that played out yeah but you know at the same time he would have be gone it in uh at the end of seven seasons and he basically said they presented him with an amount of money that it w- that would have been irresponsible to leave behind of course <laughs> and he loved he loved the hell out of this of the eighth season but that was that was a lot of money yeah we've been talking about him as someone who just wanted to be somewhere else he's He's just trying to be with his family at this point. Mm-hmm. I get it. All right. Before we move on from crisis, we uh, we have a, a voicemail. First in a while, but uh, a voicemail from Joel in Houston talking about crisis. Yes. Hey, guys. It's Joel from Houston. Long-term listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to call in and say that that moment when they went into the widescreen view and they showed... Grant Gustin's Flash meeting with Ezra Miller's Flash. I, I just lost it. I lost my cool and I was like, what? What? This is probably the coolest thing that I've seen. And thank the Lord that I stayed and stuck it through with the Arrowverse. Because, man, that was dope. I, I just can't wait to hear what you guys think, what you guys have to say about it on the show with everything. I just wish that they would have made the the Oliver Queen, the, the Spectre, like his suit a little bit better. But for the most part... It was a 95% satisfaction, and it's like you guys always say, when it comes to the, not just, you know, the Arrowverse, but with everything, give it a minute. Yeah, sometimes the Arrowverse gets like a chore, but then they pay you off with something as good as they did with Crisis. Totally worth it, man. Well, guys, keep on with the podcast, and keep some DC on your screen. Later. Joel, man. Thank you so much for your voicemail and your support, man. Uh, dude, yes. we, I, we lost our shit with Ezra too. You know, you've, you've probably heard our episodes God, talking yes. about it now. <laughs> um, I was squealing. God, it was so good. Yeah. 
and you know, to be fair, sometimes every once in a while, like they've, I think they've gotten better about it overall. But you know, there were there were times where it did get to be a little bit of a of a chore. Sure, but it does. It has ultimately paid off in a big, big bad way. Yeah. Um, as for the, I'm sure you know this man, but the Ollie Specter costume. I saw a lot of people uh, complaining about that, but I liked what they did, and I liked it because you know there it it fit Ollie. And in there's comic book precedent to the, uh, not, you know, them not always looking. Well, I mean, if you look in a lot of the old Spectre, it's just like a dude in a hood and a cape and underwear. <laughs> but there, when Hal Jordan was Spectre, he had like a modified Green Lantern outfit. So I'm totally on board with, with Ollie just having his Green Arrow costume or some variation and it's he funny because literally the right hand of God, or he was, I don't know. I guess he died yeah, again or is uh, whatever variation you want to take. Yeah. It seemed like he died. His again. costume. Eh, take it for what it's worth. But in I'm just saying this the universe, costume, the costume changes to fit the personality of the person in both in the comics as well. So yeah, that's my point too. Um, in this universe, the costume as it fits Ollie. Fantastic to me. Mm hmm. It feels like I felt like a fool because I feel like now looking back on it, we were looking at the Spectre the whole time. They were telling us directly for like eight freaking years that he was going to be the Spectre and we just weren't paying attention. It It's yes. 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 But it <laughs> they took advantage of an opportunity. And I, I, oh God, I love it. I love it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I was super pleased with it. It was a good job. All right. If you would like to leave us a voicemail, as our friend from Houston, Joel, did, uh, 205-259-6331. And I'm not going to repeat it, but you know what? You can go to dconscreen.com and go to contact, and it's sitting right there on a webpage for you. Bada bing, bada boom. It's there. Also, all of our emails. All of our emails, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So the CW has renewed The Flash. Mm-hmm. Batwoman, mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Supergirl, mm-hmm. and Black Lightning mm-hmm. for 2020. All of them. So uh, come back, yeah. baby. As uh, as I said before on uh, on Twitter and possibly on on the last podcast, I can't remember. Uh, suck at naysayers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tis uh, happening, and I know Flash isn't back yet from the crisis but is set to return tuesday february 4th so we don't have much longer to wait i'm willing to bet it will matter absolutely did you see this bullshit that damon gupton is leaving black lightning which one's that bill henderson hmm chief henderson yeah i love bill henderson yeah he was a good he was a good bloke but eh, the show will move on i'm worried that they're gonna kill him but there's a possibility here um kind of wish they do it very quickly and fold it in yeah, he says, uh, he says, uh, that's a wrap. My final on the set of Black Lightning in December before Christmas, I was told Chief Henderson is not in the plans for season four and that I would be let go. Yeah, it's fair too. Um, he would be in that universe. Yeah, a good kill. He would be, but I'm hoping for something else. Yeah, maybe. Do you, do you remember where Bill, Hen- uh, Bill, Bill Henderson originates from? Nope. He was created. I think this is not the first time you told me this. Go ahead. Probably not. He he was created for the old uh, Superman radio show. 
The Adventures oh, of Superman back in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Inspector Henderson. <laughs> uh, he was also in the uh, 50s TV show with uh, with George Reed and uh, wound up being in the comics in the ni- in 1974. So what do you think? Hmm. What do you think, man? You think he might be showing up on Superman and Lois? You think he's making the move to Metropolis? Mm-hmm. Yes. I would hope. I would call it a yes. I would. I very much hope. I like the actor. Hope you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the character a whole lot. All right. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of opportunity for hope going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let it play. Speaking of which. Let it have its day. John Wesley Shipp had something to say. Fuck yes. What you got? He says, one of the things that delighted me the most about the Crisis script was that I got to do a moment with Cress Williams. And I told oh, him that I loved that hit this character from 1990, who had been around forever, got to go to him. And not that he needs any further hero endowment, got to endow him further with heroism by saying, you're a real hero. I'm so glad that they gave me that job because I think the world of him, and as I understand it, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but they asked me if they could use footage of me and Chris. You may be seeing Flash 90 pop up on Black Lightning. Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm going to I'm going to say it right now. I I'm I'm hoping for Flash 90 being the new police chief. God damn right. <laughs> he's he's like full full on in the Flash 90 outfit. But he's just got like a hat. Like a like it's a cop hat. Not going to happen, but fuck yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not actually hoping for that. Specific. Not a chance. No. Yeah. That. Uh, that's good, though. That moment alone. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would I would love to see him over on Superman and Lois, which, by the way, got a full series order. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. Yeah. On top of all those other shows that we just talked about and Stargirl. Oh, fuck Stargirl. OK. Um, have you have you watched the new legends, by the way? Yep. Did you call the number? No. There's a bit where Gary hands the uh, the, I heard the documentary number, but, yeah, director. I it, but no. Yeah. Oh, it's a thing. It is a thing. 646-396-8703. As a long-term, like, ah, it bothers me that I didn't do that. <laughs> it really does. Like, I, I, I'm a Beatles historian on the level that, like, Paul is dead is a real thing for me. Uh-huh. And that hotline not being available anymore kind of bothers me. Mm-hmm. This is just, uh, it's been a busy week and I'm just disappointed that I didn't get involved with that. Oh yeah. Give it a call. Give it a call, man. Yeah. It's not like, you know, universe ending. No one, you're not going to suddenly not understand the next episode because you didn't do it or anything, but it's a lot of fun. That's fair. It's Where'd just, you, get? you know, some wholesome old fun with, with, with Gary and John. <laughs> like it? You guys give it a shot. I'll call uh, it. Mark Guggenheim is apparently going to make his directorial debut with a Legends of Tomorrow episode. We don't know what, though. Which one? But he's getting in the directing game, evidently, because he doesn't do enough. Yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there on the sidelines. Bored shitless. Just getting coffee orders. Just sitting there drawing big blue dicks. <laughs> God damn you. Over to Titans. Uh, <laughs> discussing film is mm-hmm. uh, 
is is reporting that the next season of Titans is going to include Barbara Gordon as Oracle in a major recurring role. Naturally. I'm down. Yes. I thought you'd be more excited, honestly. I'm going to go with as soon as possible and some cheers. Mm-hmm. But I have a mic in front of me, and I didn't want to disturb that mic. Fair enough. Hey, did you did you watch the Stargirl trailer, the new, the new Stargirl trailer I sent you? Yep, I did. That shit looks balls, dude. It's so yep. good. Balls AF. Oh, my God. Like The freaking Justice Society looks amazing. Yes, they do. Uh, Stripe we, looks amazing. We, we love Joe McHale. And Luke Wilson, for that matter. Yes, and Luke Wilson, for that matter. See these two in those roles. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Good shit, man. I mean, I, yeah. I'm super excited about it. Even like the one cheesy line I saw in there where she like, you know, presents proper and hero pose and goes, I'm Stargirl. I was just like, shit, yeah, no. you are. No, fuck it. No, I, was I, totally I hear what down. you're doing with that tone of voice. Fuck it. <laughs> Even you were saying that's not valid. Fuck no. it. She was owning it. She was. Did you listen to what I said? No, apparently not. I was saying, normally I would find that cheesy, but I was like, shit, yeah, you are. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Let that be a, a lesson to you. Mm-hmm. 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 Follow mm-hmm. through on mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. I'm just making a lot of sounds right now. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Shit, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> HBO Max at the TCA, the Television Critics Association press tour. Uh, says uh, they're still trying to figure out what they're going to be doing with DC Universe shows because DC Universe isn't necessarily gone. Like we're they they look. They said we're working out what those mechanics are. We have to figure out those two subscriptions, and we haven't worked out the mechanics of what that's going to look like. So we still don't know. We don't know if they're going to play on DC Universe and HBO Max, or if both things are going to be folded into each. Who knows? They don't know yet. I would like to think that the uh, most, I don't know, uh, the thing that people are going to have to deal with going Mm -hmm. forward is uh, on several networks at this point, the shot of the Doom Patrol just dancing in the moonlight, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's, that's got to be, you have to explain that now. Nah, they don't. Eh, they do. (laughs) (laughs) They're just playing around. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, after watching the first season of Doom Patrol, I never need an explanation for why they're doing anything. Nah, they're that's just, they're, they are just liable to be doing any damn thing. I'm just picking them as an example, but yeah. I guess. Yeah. Speaking of which, though, uh, Lucifer season five announces a musical episode. Of course. It's called Bloody Celestial Karaoke Jam. It's going to be silly, but mm-hmm. they spent so much time. Focusing on him being able to like, he 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 couldn't just play the piano and that's fine. It it wasn't just that he was proficient; he right. was also proficient in a way that he would still a bar mm-hmm. in the middle of a. It's two in the morning in a Las Vegas bar, and he could just still the bar with his piano. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not going to be the same episode as the 1940s set episode. Of course. And now the 1940s set episode is also going to have two musical numbers. Naturally. But it won't be the whole cast. So, yeah. See what happens. Do you see what happens? You start, you know, I'm not saying I'm not excited or interested. I'm just saying 
they they gave Lucifer a few more episodes, and this is the kind of shit we're dealing with now. Yeah, we're, I'm okay with we're it. Not, we're not telling the story. We're doing 1940s episodes and musical episodes. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, yeah, what's the point play. of having a devil at your disposal if you don't fuck around a little bit? Well, let him play. Last bit of news for the episode. Burt Ward received his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame beside Adam West. Goddamn right. That's all That's I've it. got. That's all I've got. He should be there all as well. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, we might have one more news in us before our Birds of Prey review. Hmm. I guess we'll suss that out. Hmm. But uh, until that time comes, thank you for listening, and keep some DC on your screen. Hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've been thinking about ending the show. <laughs> Let's just not come back next week. <laughs> Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. What's your emergency? There's a train that just hit a car. Sir, what is your location? Uh, uh, Look uh, around for a street sign, sir. 8th and Orchard. 8th and Orchard. Okay, very good. 8th and Orchard. Sir, help is on the way. Why would he do that? The train still doesn't stop. You have to get there now. At a railway crossing, even if the engineer sees you and hits the brakes, it can take a mile for the train to stop. And for you, that's too late. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.